0: Hey y'all, welcome to this episode of the plan simple podcast. I am so over the moon excited to have our guests on today. You're going to see that that was a really cheesy phrase in about one second. But I am so excited to have Ezie Spencer on the podcast today. I'm going to tell you all about her in one minute, but I want to explain why this is so important besides the fact that her book sits on my bedside table and I look at it often. But when I started creating the flow planning process and really diving into The method for which I figured out how to clean up my food, lose a bunch of weight, become a better parent. And I realized that time and time management is such a big issue in wanting to create change and being successful at creating change. And I realized this when I was driving across the country talking all about clean eating and food. And I ended up audience after audience in front of women who kind of knew what they were supposed to be doing with food. Of course, they were appreciative of new ideas and new recipes, but really their biggest obstacle was time and feeling like they didn't have any of it. And that's what eventually led me into creating the flow planning method, which I knew had to look at time in a new, different way. I just had this sense that the way that we deal with new years and month to month and days and the calendaring systems we have, I had this feeling that they weren't created for us. They weren't created for women. They weren't created for moms, that they really were coming from a more masculine energy that was created to help men in corporate America. And The more I uncovered this, the more I figured out that we as women really don't necessarily operate on this 24-hour cycle. That's not how we actually reset in our bodies. And it's been a fascinating journey. So the first version of the Flow Planner, which is what you can still buy today, took away a lot, stripped away a lot of the ways that we typically think about time. And it's been really impactful for women to use. And what I found is that there's still little bits in there because this really is the peeling of an onion kind of process for me. There's still little pieces in there that tie me back in not the healthiest of ways to the ways in which I think I'm supposed to move through time. And so one of the things I've really been exploring over the past couple of years as I'm thinking about what version 2.0 of the planner will be like, is different rhythms and cycles and systems that really do tap more into our wisdom as women. And one of the ones that has been super powerful in my own practices, and just really a joy to learn about is this idea of the moon cycles. And I've had the honor of being part of a moon circle with the amazing Sarah Jenks, which is an honor every time there's the new moon. And the book that I constantly go to is called Lunar Abundance, and it's by our guest who we're going to have on the show today. And it is just such a wealth of knowledge for how each day, each part of the moon cycle really is a different opportunity for how we show up. And it's really helped me make sense of days where I have tons of energy and days where I don't have any energy and days where I'm feeling creative and days where I'm feeling like a great mom and days where I'm feeling like a not so great mom and days when I really can't think of anything to write down and just want to crawl under the covers and sleep. And it used to be that I kept pretty quiet about that because I just felt like this crazy person. And the more and more I've learned about the moon, the more I realize that this is just part of our cycle and that it can make sense. And Ezzy really helped me understand how it could make sense. So I'm so excited for us all to learn from her today. Let me tell you a little bit more specifically about Ezzy. She's a coach and a best-selling author of the book Lunar Abundance that I just told you about that's on my bedside table. And she also now has the companion Lunar Abundance Reflective Journal, which she sent me After we recorded this podcast, and it's amazing, you know how much I love workbooks as a way of learning, and it basically is a workbook that takes you through a moon cycle, so I highly recommend that. Ezzie was once a lawyer, and as she started to work with the moon cycle, she was really able to reconnect with her intuition, her creativity, and her emotional well-being, this personal passion project became a global coaching business, and she now specializes in helping women find love after toxic, unhealthy relationships, which she'll also tell us a little bit about today. So with no further ado, let's get Ezzy on the show. Hi, Ezzy, Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast.
1: Hi, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you here. This feels like It's kind of like Oprah for me, because I've been using your book for a long time and really trying to figure it all out. So I'm so excited you're here. (laughs) Oh, yum. uh, So before we get in, actually, to the bulk of what I want to talk about, I want to like take a few steps back um, in two directions. One, why don't we actually just start with where you're coming from? Will you just share a little bit of your story so that people can understand who we're learning from today?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I actually started out in the law was the first career that I had. And oh, I so, that. yeah. And so I worked more on the human rights side. I actually worked more with um, domestic violence and women's safety. And then I felt, um, you know, but I was still really trapped in that hustle and grind and the very long uh, demanding hours of, uh, of that very um Sort of grinding profession, and so I really felt there was something elemental that was missing from my own life, and so I that led me to start to tune in to to my own body's rhythms and cycles and needs and energy and all of that type of thing. I was a really magical child, which sort of got a little bit lost when I went through law school, but I reconnected with the moon cycle in my mid 20s, and I can't tell you you know exactly when or why I started to look up, but I think it was that. West, that sense of like, oh, this, like, is this it? You know, is this all there is to, to, to life? Um, and this is obviously before Instagram. You know, before the moon is sort of trending in the way that it is now. It came from very much an innate fascination and an urge to explore that. So I was journaling. Um, for, I mean, I've been journaling my whole life as well. But at some point, I started to draw in the moon phases into my journal. So like the full moon is an example of a, of a moon phase and the new moon is another one. I'm sure we'll dive into this in a lot more detail. Um, but I worked with eight moon phases and I would write these moon phases into my journal and I'd write down how I was feeling what was going on for me and something super interesting emerged which was that i noticed that there was a correlation between where the moon was in the sky and how i was feeling uh, you know what my energy levels were what my desires were you know and that type of thing and then i noticed that you know not only was there a correlation but there was, I guess, a a repetition of that. So there were these patterns that would emerge from moon cycle to moon cycle. Moon cycle is just the month long. So it's a very observable, trackable cycle. And I just got really excited by this. And I started to tune into it and I started to play with it. And I started to become a lot more connected with myself as a result of that. And, uh, you know, so through that process, I also became a lot more connected, you know, with what I needed, with what I wanted to do, um, in a in a more macro way, as well as sort of on the on the day to day, like what it was that I needed to for my own, you know, my energy and my body and my support. I also got connected with a deeper purpose, and I went into um, academia and did a, a doctorate on um, on emotional wellbeing after domestic violence and. Whilst I was doing the PhD, a couple of things happened, which was really interesting. Firstly, I became a lot more, um, you know, I had more more flexibility, if you will, in my schedule. So I got an opportunity to play in more detail and be, you know, in my own laboratory of myself with, with the moon cycle practice that ultimately became Lunar Abundance. And I started to see that there was not only a way to feel Better and to feel good and to feel more energized, but also a way to be a lot more productive as a result. So, you know, I think a lot of us have this, you know, fear, if we're slowing down, that we'll actually sort of lose, um, lose the ability to, to also, you know, show up and implement and achieve and that type of thing. But I actually found that I was a lot more productive when I actually listened to my own body and listened to the moon cycle in this way. So I became extremely fascinated by this. And I started to talk about it with people because I was like, I've discovered this incredible thing. And, you know, people started to ask me to do sessions and they started to, you know, wanting me to put on workshops and events and talk more about it. So I ended up creating a business very, very organically just as a passion project on the side but by the time I graduated my PhD I was actually you know I was in a position where I had a what was then a a global coaching business so I was working with hundreds of women around the world and and that became my full-time my full-time job uh, which was not at all what I could have anticipated when I started playing with the moon cycle but ended up taking me down a a path of of mystery and and magic and a much more uh, you know fulfilling and exciting life.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that story. I'm like, I have my brain on all these different nuggets you just shared because so many of those things I know will resonate with, with listeners. And so two things that I'm going to unpack a little bit with you is one, that idea that this is, um, that there's repetition. Cause I feel like women, we feel like we're crazy so often, you know, that we're you know, we, that were so unpredictable. And I feel like we've told ourselves the stories for so long and, and then, you know, it gets even more really unpredictable when you have kids and we, so it just sort of perpetuates, but I love that there's predictability in it and that yeah, that's so cool.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's, and uh, what I love about it is that it seems to really marry that paradox of of predictability and also change. It's like the moon yeah. is always changing, right? Every single day it's changing, but at the same time there's a rhythm and there's a and there's a cyclical nature to that change. And I think it's a really beautiful way. Once we start to tune in and to align with that constant change, but then also really harness the power of that predictability of that rhythm, that we can you know really then start to to see some incredible results in our own lives, as well as you know really having this sense of personal power and personal agency. Like it's not happening to us, you know, it can happen through us, and we can be part of this greater, you know, cosmos kind of rhythm as well.
0: Interesting. Okay, so I'm going to tell you two stories that I think I hear the most often from my audience, just as um, a framework as we dive into the moon, just so that you have this in your head. So, the things that I hear the most are one, how does time? Go like I almost feel like people are saying at the same time it's going so slow and it's going so fast. And the sadness and the fastness is that our kids are growing up so quickly, and that feels that feels sad. And like you want to um uh milk it for all it's worth that's not the right way of saying it, but you know, like just take in every moment of it, and that that's not always how life seems to present itself. <laughs> you know, there's so much more like. Going to work, so that's one thing I hear a lot from my audience. And then the other thing I hear a lot is, you know, on the other side of that, um, having given up a lot um, to lean into motherhood, and just a desire to get back to the get back to ourselves. Get you know, for women to get back to themselves and really find meaningful work, or or you know, what, what's more what's more than motherhood? So those are like the two things I feel like we work with the most here when we're working with with time. And so I'd be curious, like, I just wanted to put that out there as we get into talking about the specific moon cycles and what they might mean for us. Because I'm curious how time, I guess, plays into the moon. Because I, I think in my experience, it slows down time a little bit. Or makes it perceived to be slowed down a little bit, because obviously <laughs> it's not slowing it down.
1: I feel like it's such an interesting observation. I feel like one of the main Uh, results of living a life in tune with the moon and you know I very much work with the moon as a metaphor the moon is a mirror a mirror an invitation for us and we see it in the sky or when we're you know reminded when we're looking at a lunar planner or even if we sort of have a lunar object around around the house to remind us I work with it as a trigger to come within so Mm. when we come in tune with the moon cycle it's a way to come in tune with ourselves and then when we come in tune with ourselves and our greater environment there's an invitation to become more present and then in that presence there's an ability to you know be a lot more responsive um, to to time as well as you know really going with the flow of it as as much as possible
0: well that's super interesting because both those examples I just gave probably pull us out of the present
1: Mm. a little bit
0: more than other situations might (laughs) that's very interesting I like that. Okay so tell us more like where, tell like give us the 101 <laughs> the moon 101 from Ezzy like where what do we how do we start thinking about about our lives as they relate to the moon
1: mm. like, well Oh, sorry, you were getting gonna- no, Well, I was
0: supposed to say you've written like this, you know, two beautiful books about it that are many hundreds of pages, so I don't <laughs> have time for all of it, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot. Um, So the way that I invite women to start connecting with the moon cycle, or indeed anybody, right, because the moon is not actually gender specific, I do yes. find, though, that women tend to be a lot more curious about the moon. There tends to be like that symbiotic relationship, you know, between femininity and femininity and the moon for whatever reason but what I find is that the the best way to start working with the moon cycle is twofold and the first aspect of that is around you know coming back to that idea of becoming present and to and to work with the moon as a metaphor is simply just to start tracking the moon and allow it to be a mirror for yourself and so in a way this then can help you to come back to yourself simply by even discovering you know gosh you You know who am I now? You know, in this season of my life, whether that be after you know birthing a child, birthing a project, or you know doing you know whatever it is. You know that invitation is we're constantly evolving beings to come back and to really allow the moon to reflect back to ourselves. You know who are we and how do we feel right now? What's going on for us right now? And so that first aspect of connecting in with the moon cycle can be simply about noticing. So just keeping a journal. You know by working with a you know a moon planner if you want I have a free moon planner on my website so if people are just like completely new to all of this that's something which can support that moon tracking if you don't know where we are in the moon cycle at all as you're listening to to this you know you can we
0: will uh, put a link for that in the show notes for
1: Perfect. So, um, you know, the other way, of course, is that you can just look up at night, you know, particularly if you're not in, um, you know, an urban environment, but I live in New York and I look up and I see the moon. So, you know, there's that, again, that invitation to work with the natural environment and to just like keep that journal, keep that tracking, just to allow yourself as you see the moon as have that as a trigger to go, oh, OK, you know, the moon's in full right now or the moon's in a crescent moon phase, which is the second of the eight moon phases, you know, or it's sort of it's it's in the balsamic moon phase, which is the eighth of the eight moon phase phases and i have a chapter about each one of those moon phases in my book so you know if this language is like what <laughs> it's uh, it's it's you know there's there's plenty of resources to, to to go to for more but just that very top level is around just notice the moon and use that moon as an invitation to come within like get out your journal even just you know jotting down a few words i'm feeling this the moon represents the feelings the emotions the subconscious mind so allows us to to, to slow down tune in and just go okay i'm feeling like this in this moment and then In the next moon phase, you know, tomorrow, how am I feeling? What about a week into the moon phase? How am I feeling? It can be as simple as that. And then the second, you know, once you sort of mastered that art of, of tuning in, you know, even just for a minute a day. You know, the second level of starting to work effectively with the moon cycle to get more in tune, you know, with yourself, but then also with your creative power, you know, with the sense of what it is that you want to welcome into your life, because the moon is, you know, the opposite of the pushing and the hustling and the striving and the more, you know, if you will, sort of masculine dominant paradigm that is so celebrated in the Western world, you know, the moon is very invitational, you know, it's more of that, you know, feminine principle of welcoming in and being attractive and becoming magical And so this can be where a lot of the time, you know, the moon practice becomes incredibly juicy. And the best way to start sort of that second level, once you started to already tune in, is to set an intention. And you can set an intention at the new moon. And the new moon is the first of the eight moon cycles. So there's always going to be another new moon. There'll be another new moon every month. You know, this is why I call my work lunar abundance because it's the essence of abundance. It's not going to run out. There's always going to be another opportunity to start and so you can tune in to the next new moon and the invitation at the new moon is to again come within but to really ask yourself you know from a state you know a more relaxed state you know ask yourself with your eyes closed like what is it that i want to welcome into my life right now you know what is it that i really want to receive and allow yourself to listen to the answer you know allowing yourself to listen to the wisdom that your heart has for you that your body wisdom has for you getting out of the head and actually getting down into you know your body wisdom allow yourself to hear what it is that you need at any one time any one moon cycle you know and set an intention to welcome that into your life in that month ahead is a beautiful way to start to really tap into to the power of working with the moon
0: I love that. And I, I, that is something that comes up quite a lot around here because when you're making a plan, you pretty much have to make a choice of what you're going to plan for. And I feel like that step of really tapping into your intuition around what the thing is that you need right now to be working on um, is a big deal for a lot of women. And we've you know, over time, maybe not trust, don't trust ourselves as much. And when we don't trust ourselves, it feels like maybe it's harder to choose. Mm. What want to be doing right
1: mm. absolutely absolutely and this is one of the you know the, this practice one of the beautiful results of this practice is that over time by tuning in and listening to yourself you're able to build up more of a sense of trust in yourself and in your own knowing so being able to distance yourself from the you know all of the external voices of which there are so many and they're so loud you know and they're wanting us to do all of the different things all of the time and allowing yourself that space to to carve out and to this practice, this ritual practice, which does not need to be like you know, an hour a day, right? Like it can just be for you know a couple of minutes at the at the new moon phase, you know, maybe just on a daily basis, like a minute just tuning in, like we've all got 30 seconds or a minute at some point in our day, just to tune in. The more and more we practice that, then that deeper, you know, the connection becomes with the self and we start to build much more of a sense of, of trust in our own inner voice once we can start to hear it.
0: Yeah, because I imagine <laughs> I imagine that there are women who also come into your community who Who might not trust the intention, right, that comes to them, Mm. or you know, feel that it's not possible? And tell tell me, let's can we dive a little bit into what an intention looks like? Mm. I I just I can imagine people being like, well, yeah, I've set intentions before and they never come true. Like, Mm. uh, Mm. how how do you talk about that?
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, there's, uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot of the time when people have set intentions and they haven't come true, you know, it can it can be for a number of reasons. And there's a very specific intention setting practice, which I teach in Lunar Abundance, which is an effective practice, right? It's it's all around, like, how can you set an intention in the most effective way so that you do then maximize that ability, you know, or the possibility that it will come towards you, right? And then, also what kind of discerning intentional action can you take not to burn yourself out and to wear yourself out but then how can you go out into the world and just do like the one thing you know or just the most essential things in order to you know open yourself up and make that intention more likely to come true as well so there's a whole practice the new moon at the first um, you know the first phase of the of the moon cycle the first of the eight phases is all about setting that intention but then there's a whole other you know, seven phases to go, which are all designed to support, you know, that intention actually coming towards you. And so in terms of then setting an effective new moon intention, and again, like I've got a whole chapter on this in the the book where I go into a lot more detail, but sort of the the most important aspects around setting an intention are to make it feeling based. So rather than being in the head and setting a very, you know, sort of outcomes oriented, you know, kind of goal type um, of intention, like I want, you know, I want to manifest like you know ten thousand dollars for example in this moon cycle you know that would be an example of something which is a little bit more goal oriented for instance yep. so an intention actually is much more feeling based and so what I mean by that the invitation would be to go inside and maybe that top line is there you know maybe it is that you actually do need you know x amount of dollars for instance you know in this particular moon cycle but the invitation is to go into the feeling of what that would really allow for you like would that you know ten thousand dollars in this example give you a feeling of security? Would it give you a feeling of stability? Would it give you a feeling of being able to provide for your family? Would it give you a feeling of liberation? So then you're able to you know step away from you know work that isn't serving you. Um, you know the the invitation is to go more deeply into what's the motivating force underneath that you know sort of that top line desire and to really connect in with that feeling, and to allow yourself to really you know move into to feeling in your body. And when I mean, when I'm talking about feelings here, what I'm talking about is anchoring into the physical sensations in your body. And so allowing yourself to really feel on a cellular level, what would it be like for you to already feel? So for example, you know, that sense of stability, you know, that sense of peace, the sense of trust, the sense of relaxation, the sense of freedom, um, you know, a sense of being able to provide and nurture whatever it is that's actually going to resonate with you because, you know, your body's going to light up when it's actually true for you, you know, and then really paying attention, you know, so what does it feel like in your body, you know, when you're starting to like activate or, you know, as the warmth, the tingles, all of these physical sensations, these signals that your body is giving you when you've landed on something that is actually true and real for you and it might not actually have been what your head had thought right you know it's mm-hmm. a so really leaning into that feeling leaning into the positive and allowing yourself to uh you know really welcome open up like what would it feel like if i was already receiving this again not having to go out and push and hustle and grind but what would it feel like if i was invitational you know if i was really you know allowing myself to connect in with my innate feminine magnetism and allow this to come towards me um and you know allowing yourself then to tap into elevated emotional states like gratitude and joy and savoring of, and allow these again to exist on a physical level in your body. Um, and so these are the kind of ways where I find like people dial up their intentions like 10X, like you can feel the difference, right, from saying yeah. like I want to manifest $10,000 this month. Like how flat is that, right? To, you know, oh, I really feel like, you know, I, I feel like I need that sense of deep peace and calm in my body that comes when I feel, you know, financially secure and I feel that permeating my entire body, you know, from my toes, you know, right up to my fingertips, you know, I can feel my shoulders drop, you know, and I feel an immense sense of gratitude and trust in the universe for allowing me to, you know, be supported in this way. You know, and then that's just step one, right? Again, new moon is just the first step of eight steps. It is eight phases, again, in in the moon cycle that I work with in lunar abundance. And so then it's like, you know, you've planted the seed, but you've planted an effective seed then by, by setting an intention in that way. But then it's about what do you do with that seed? You don't just like wander off, right? You know, when you've planted a seed, like you continue to show up every day and you water it and you take care of it and you make sure that it's in sunlight if it needs to be, You know, you know nourish your intention. And then this is also what the, the lunar practice shows us is that there is a daily showing up to our intention. You know, there, there is a taking of discerning, inspired, action around making our intention come true but when we're coming from that deep powerful feeling based place then we're going to be a lot more effective rather than just sort of spinning our wheels and doing whatever you know and being in that state of sort of overwrought busyness that so many of us live our lives in you know when we're coming from such this deep feeling based place you know we are able to then to show up and just take the most simple effective action and then we're able to have much more of a likelihood that our intention will become real by the end of the moon cycle.
0: I love that. And it's the, the flow planning process. Actually, we start off with how you want to feel before you're allowed to make any goals.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so
0: I love that. Cause if you really, I, I feel like so often we set these goals with the idea that when we hit the goals, we'll have the feeling. And then when we get there, we don't feel that way because we're not starting from that point of wanting the feeling we're, we're starting with wanting the goal. Right. So it's just, I feel like that's a way that many of us have lived our lives for many years, so it's so cool to come from the other way.
1: I think we're trained to live our lives in that way, you know. It's it's it is cool to come from the other way, and it's also quite radical, you know. It's yeah. really stepping into the feminine and stepping into the power of the feminine is to is to harness you know the power of our feelings in this way,
0: and it's such a relief. Oh, my goodness,
1: <laughs> and it's also just a lot more effective, yeah. It just so, works,
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, can you? go into a little bit, and then I want to leave time in case you want to share about other moon cycles, because I know I I, I focused us on the new moon. But um, tell us a little bit about, about this action that's less pushing, because I feel like that's important. So because I feel like we're so trained to, you know, just be this such a long to do list that really does lead us to burnout. So how do we start looking at this differently? How do we start feeling okay with just that one thing that gets us moving toward that feeling that we set in our intention?
1: Um, well the way that I work with the the moon phases is that they are really coupled up in pairs so there's being phases and doing phases if mm-hmm. you will so in the so the first phase the new moon phase is a doing phase and so the doing that we do there is to set an intention and I always recommend that people just focus you know one area of priority in their life and just set one intention you know yep. and just work with one intention at a time and so the the doing is setting that one intention but then each one of the moon phases will then be followed by another moon phase, which is the opposite. So each doing phase will be followed by a being phase. Or, you know, so a yang will be followed by a yin phase, you know, like the masculine followed by the feminine, followed by the masculine and so forth. You know, again, not getting into the gender, but the point is around here is around the polarity. Yeah. And so the doing phase, the the, the new moon firstly, is secondly um, followed by the crescent moon phase, which is a being phase. And so there is that invitation here just to practice like not doing allow yourself just to 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 be and allow yourself to feel and the the purpose of this is is training and it's practice it's a it, i call the lunar abundance practice a lunar abundance practice because you're practicing it with one intention but actually you're then practicing a whole new way of living which is a lot more sustainable which over time means you know that you're going to be able to you know live in a way which is aligned much more as far as possible with your natural you know rhythms and cycles of course notwithstanding that you're going to have like obligations and there are going to be things that are going to come up and there are going to be people you know dependent upon you and right. all of these things right you know this is a practice designed for a regular modern life but it's like how can we find the agency within this to live a sustainable as possible and so to answer then your question you know coming then from the being phase the crescent moon phase which is the second moon phase coming into the first quarter moon phase which is the third moon phase which is then of course going to be another doing phase because these phases come in pairs and we're constantly alternating you know at the point at which you've had that opportunity in the being phase to pause and to reflect and to you know really allow yourself to, to lean back if you will at that point then you're going to make a much better decision about what kind of action you can take at that first quarter moon phase Mm. and so you know again a whole chapter of this in the book so you know but the top line around it is it's like once you've actually given yourself a minute like you've taken space, like to be thoughtful and to be discerning, then you're going to be in a better position firstly to initiate an action. Something might often just like pop into your head around, you know, what you could do, a much better idea than if you were sort of harried and exhausted, you know, and totally worn out because again, you were just doing, 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 doing from a state of anxiety and fear. Coming back to that example around, you know, the manifesting $10,000, if you needed $10,000 in this moon cycle, for instance, you know, you might be sort of doing a whole scattergun kind of you know thing in like i've got to do this i've got to try this i've got to do this you know and and actually missing the the best idea oh hang on a sec what about this you know there could be you know a very high impact um action that you could take, you know, which could be very obvious. But when you're so, uh, when you're so sort of in the rush and the clutter, you know, you, you can miss that, right? Or another opportunity might present itself to you. And then once you've really drawn back and just given yourself that moment to pause and to reflect, it will just be, again, be very obvious to you what action then, you know, to take when it presents itself to you. You can notice it, you can, you can receive it um so you know an example of that is that you know it might just be really obvious again i'm just working with this ten thousand dollar thing as an example that you could do this in in all areas of your life you know in terms of the ten thousand dollars the easiest thing to do you know might be to um you know even just ask for something which you might think is totally out of out of possibility out of realms you know maybe it's asking uh for you know a pay rise maybe it's booking you know a client at a level that you didn't think that you would be able to do you know maybe it's like oh hang on a sec i've got all that stuff in the garage you know we could just or the whatever it is we call it the garage in australia you know, i love it? your accent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it what do you call it in, a, in america is it same garage it's the same oh it's the garage okay great <laughs> you know and you might just open your eyes and see. oh my gosh i've got all of that stuff you know the old camping gear or whatever it is we haven't gone camping for two years and you know if you're so busy running in and jumping in the car and running in and out and shuttling the kids around or whatever you know in that constant busyness you might not notice that it's even there or reflect upon the fact that you know let's get real you just don't go camping anymore you know you could sell that you know that that high value equipment and that could that could be your 10k or you know it could get you halfway there like you know if you're selling it on, on 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 ebay or wherever it is that people sell things these days Um, you know, those are just some practical examples, you know, but the point, the real underlying point is it's like, once you've given yourself a minute just to breathe and pause and, and lean back, then you can figure out oh, wow, there could just be one simple thing that I could do. And when you're in a state of constantly you know, going and going and going in that high anxious sort of in those high like beta brainwave states, you're just not going to see the obvious in the same way that you will if you've given yourself that permission to lean back and relax and to just think and be for a minute.
0: Oh, my gosh. The pause like has changed so like just pausing has changed so much in my life in the last 10 years, I'd say. It's so important. And to me, it's the thing that felt like I was fighting the most um, or like that was the biggest, like I had to stand up for myself the most because so often what I started to find was that the world was asking me to go on days when I wanted to pause and I was, you know what I mean? And then like, like the weekend and the week, like sometimes the the weekend is the time you want to go. And sometimes the week is the time you want to pause. And sometimes, somehow we, we think that's wrong, you know, there's in, in our society. And so that was, has been such an important lesson and practice for me. Um, cause I see it, but you know, I don't always practice it just cause I live in this world too. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And and so it's (laughs) constantly a dance, isn't it? To be able to, 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 to tune in and then figure out, well, you know, how am I going to operate in the world, which is structured in a very specific way. Um, But the invitation is always to look for those little pockets of agency where you can actually be more. And the more open you are, you know, to that pause, the more, you know, something magical happens, which is suddenly, you know, you can, you start to to craft a life for you and, you know, for your family and it can take time, you know, but you can start to craft a life which has more space for those pauses, which has more space for that magic.
0: And it's interesting because in my head, I'm not now trying to do the math. So it's kind of like three, three days. Is that how long each cycle is?
1: It's uh, So each one, so a moon. There's one month and then there are eight phases within a moon cycle. Oh, so it's longer. Yes. well, so the moon cycle is one month and then eight phases within the moon cycle. So each one of those moon phases will be three to four days a piece. Right. And the reason why it's not consistent is because the moon has an elliptical orbit. So one of the things that I really like about that is that, you know, so it's not like the new moon will be exactly three days, like every single time it's like one month, it might be three days, the next it might be four days. And I love that. It's just like, that's just the moon. That's just what she does. Yeah. <laughs> she can't be contained.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's so cool and it's and and neither can we right
1: exactly exactly we we flow you know
0: so is there any other moon phase before we wrap up and learn how to get more info on all this that sticks out as something that we should all know about because i I
1: (laughs) sorry to interrupt but you can see i really yeah another question um i personally love the balsamic moon phase so cool the the new moon phase is obviously fun for setting intentions and then of course the full moon phase is the one that gets all of the attention and that's great too but that's number five of eight um and you can work a lot more effectively with the full moon and some of that emotional roller coaster feeling which can be particularly good when you have kids who are also you know having trouble sleeping and acting out around the full moon phase you can have a lot more um that sense of again power and agency at that full moon phase if you start Back at the start of each moon cycle, start working with the new moon and work up to the full moon. But as I mentioned, my favorite is the balsamic moon phase, which is actually the eighth of the eight moon phases. Okay. So, the reason why I love the balsamic moon phase is that it's a being phase again. So, you know, the the cycle starts on doing, but it ends on being. Mm -hmm. And so many of us, you know, myself included, are so prone to like just racing on to the next thing, like not actually finishing something properly. And there can be such a beautiful ritual around finishing what it is that you started reflecting. So looking back to see how far you've come over the last month and then really celebrating your progress, right? So celebrate what it is that you have achieved, celebrate what it is that you have received, you know, and really harness, you know, that feeling of gratitude for what it is that has come towards us, you know, because once we're, you know, when again, we're on that treadmill of life, or when we're trying to build, you know, climb that mountain, like get to the summit of that mountain, you know, and we're so forward focused all the time you know we can sometimes forget to look back and just say hang on a sec i'm doing really well you know <laughs> like this is actually working and to pat yourself on on the back and to and to really you know use that um evidence of just how far you've come as further evidence for your ability to continue, you know, to, to keep going forwards in life, to continue to, you know, to build that brighter future for yourself, you know, whether that be, you know, about attracting in, you know, more tangible, like physical material things for you and your family, but also about being able to live with more of a sense of ease and more of a sense of flow, you know, more connected with your own intuition, more of a connection. And, you know with with your own true purpose like more of that sense of of peace and harmony and trust trust in yourself and then also trust in the flow of life
0: I love that oh my gosh and that's my new favorite moon phase I think <laughs>
1: finishing.
0: finishing is definitely a word that I I play with a lot as a entrepreneur with thousands of ideas <laughs> I want to start so I love that and I love I love the way that you worded it um well, I love that we started with the feeling because then even if you don't get the $10,000, right, you definitely can celebrate the feelings that you got along the way and all the magic things. And I think that's so important and something that we, we skip over so often. And sometimes when people say that they don't hit their goals, I've, you know, I wonder if it's this part that they've forgotten, you know, because um, we're all hitting goals always. <laughs> like, we do so much. And we forget to appreciate it and celebrate it. And so I love that.
1: Mm.
0: Thank you. Oh my gosh. So tell everybody where they can find you, how they can dive deeper into this work. And I can tell you, I've been diving into this work for a few years now. So it's, there's definitely, I feel like this is something that could go on for a long time.
1: Well, I'm not bored of it yet, and I've been doing it for well over a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, and it keeps changing my own life in you know beautiful, bright, and positive ways. So, um, the book is called Lunar Abundance: Cultivating Joy, Peace, and Purpose Using the Phases of the Moon. So that is available wherever books are sold. Um, If you come over to my Instagram, my Instagram is Ezzy Spencer, spelled E-Z-Z-I-E-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. If you click on Ezzie Spencer, then I've got you know a link in my bio where you can click onto the book. Um, I also have the Lunar Abundance Reflective Journal, which came out um, just recently, which is very, very exciting. So that's the sister to the original book. And the original book is beautiful. Like it's full color. It makes such a lovely gift. And it has, um, you know, lovely like uh, graphics and for contemplation. It has beautiful sumptuous photos. It has journal prompts. And the Lunar Abundance Reflective Journal is very similar, but it has a lot more prompts. So it's really good for people who want to go even. Even more deeply into the reflective aspect of the practice um, there's also the lunar abundance free planner which i mentioned again you can download all of this from my instagram bio ezzy spencer as well um, and then just the last thing I'll mention is that we didn't chat about it here in the in the, in the interview but I feel like there is um, you know the next evolution of my own work if you will because I've been doing the lunar work for so long now but I also coach women on recovering from toxic relationships which is another aspect of really you know healing and transforming the wounded feminine and helping women to step into their own power so if any of your listeners are interested in exploring that any in any further detail you can come on over to my personal website, ezyspenser.com slash apply, we can jump onto a phone call and we can have more of a deep dive chat on that particular topic as well.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff to dive into. So thank you. And I think the journal makes a good gift too. I'm loving the journal. It sent me one and it's, it's beautiful and yeah. very informative. Like, I mean, you know, I, f- do you feel like you need the two?
1: I feel like there can be a really fun bundle, and the reason for that is is that the original Lunar Abundance book is a lot more instructional. Like, there's like, and it's also you know, there's so many resources in there. Like, you know, the lunar cycle. You know, really diving into some of you know the mythology and uh, in different cultures around the world. So there's a lot in it. It's it's there's a lot in the lunar book, and then you know, again, just to really make it very simple and practical in your everyday life, I think that the journey. And is such a lovely um, addition to it.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's going to be someone's Christmas present. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the only other thing I was going to say is I'm so excited myself <laughs> for you and for anyone listening because I find that, you know, I've been kind of obsessed with the moon. And a lot of when I'm coaching, I base a lot of stuff on the moon actually because, you know, we always have a beginning of the month sort of, um, planning session. And I always have that on the new moon. Like, so I've gotten better and better at, you know, really helping us all tap into this, but it's interesting because it's so easy to just focus on the new moon and the full moon. And so now my personal thing is I'm going to really focus on all those in between phases because I can see that they're equally as important after talking to you.
1: It all comes alive, I feel, yeah. when you when you tune into the whole cycle. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for you. Yay. Thank <laughs> you so much. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure.
0: Oh, my gosh. The moon just makes me so excited. What an amazing... Lesson to learn about how the moon really can help us show up to our best lives. So at the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because I firmly believe